You're listening to Toy Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250amthefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to your hosts of this hour, Evan Heffelfinger, Dan Plucker, and Sam Schmitz on The Fan. That is right. It is live programming going on right now on The Fan as we continue our Toy Drive Live 24-hour coverage. On the final day for the WSSP 14th Annual Toy Drive here on The Fan. Once again, it is the last day for the Fan's 14th Annual Toy Drive benefiting Children's Wisconsin, prevented by Annex Wealth Management. It is virtual this year, presented by Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Simply go to 1250amthefan.com and click the Toy Drive link. Let's help the kids out this holiday season. So, Dan... And once again, my name is Sam Schmitz at Sam double underscore Schmitz on Twitter. You can find Dan Plucker at Dan Plucker on Twitter as well. That's P-L-O-C-H-E-R in case right. you're not great at spelling. And also my name's weird. Hey, so. uh, Schmitz is a tough last name too for some people. So I'm glad you brought that out there. But uh, as we wrapped up our conversation with Kane Pittman, there's a lot to digest as Absolutely. we are T-minus X amount of weeks away from the NBA season. Less than three. Off. Isn't that wild? It was three yeah, weeks ago. I'm not uh, ready for it. Yesterday. So on Wednesday, it was three weeks until the Bucks tip off against the Celtics. I believe it's on TNT at 6.30 p.m. That's just so crazy to think about. Just Let's just start with that because, yeah, I mean. This turnaround is. It's ridiculous. Like, I feel like the Lakers won the title last week. <laughs> There's been no offseason. You know what I'm really curious about is I'm curious to see how these players hold up in the first week conditioning-wise because I th- I, if it were up to me, I think my body would still be recovering from what I just put myself through in the bubble. And exactly. I can't imagine. How, you know, these players are probably coming into camp this week at, like, 75 50% of what they usually would be coming in at. And it's it's just so sad that we have to get that sort of turnaround for the NBA to meet their uh, television quotas, which I think is basically the only reason why they're trying to get this done. I understand it's a shorter season with just 72 games this year instead of 82. Uh, but even so, I mean, a lot of these players, especially ones that were in the bubble just weeks ago, I think are going to struggle to start to to kick off this season. Right, so we're excited for NBA season, and I know you guys are too. What we're going to kind of do now is we're going to kind of be breaking down the rest of the Eastern Conference because we're going to talk about, A, where do the Bucks land in the East? Where do you kind of see them finishing? And then, B, as I asked Kane there, I was kind of curious, who who are you keeping an eye on the Eastern Conference? There's so many new chips and pieces that are making its way over here. I mean, like I said, now we have to deal with Russell Westbrook with the Washington Wizards as we as most people were going to bed, now probably waking it up. You probably didn't realize, yes, Russell Westbrook is with the Washington Wizards now for John Wall, who is now in the Houston Rockets. And a heavily protected first-round pick. It's 2023 lottery protected, and then it, in 2024, I think it winds up being two seconds. So it, it's an interesting deal. Yeah, I, I I don't think it really helps either team. I think I said the same thing. <laughs> it, it's literally like trading apples for oranges. Like you get John Wall for the Rockets, you get John Wall. He's he's a very similar player than Russell Westbrook. I don't know if it moves the needle for them. No, I think all. both teams are just trying to get rid of their point guards. I mean, John Walls, if, if he comes back healthy, he's ridiculously fast. And he's shown at least the ability to shoot the basketball a little bit better than Russell Westbrook, I would say. But is it that much of a difference? No. I don't think so. Plus, Westbrook has played at the MVP level throughout his career. Now he's going to the Wizards. And it's it's a similar a similar slashing guard playing with Bradley Beal. And now you have two 
two ball hogs. I mean, without putting it in yeah. any better way, it's two ball hogs playing in Washington together. I don't know if it really benefited either team. Does it make the Wizards better? I don't think so, but at least they get the healthy player in Russell Westbrook, where John well, Wallace showed the history of injuries. So that consistency could help them maybe sneak into the back end of the playoffs in the East. Before the show, we weren't even thinking about the Washington Wizards. I'm sure uh, you, we probably forgot that they exist, to be honest. But now, as we wake, as most people wake up, now we have to worry about the Wizards as like a potential eighth, seven, six seed now as a legit threat with that star power. And once again, 414-799-1250 is the phone line number if you do want to join the conversation. Once again, 414-799-1250. Who are your threats, I guess, in the Eastern Conference for this upcoming NBA season? Who do you think is a possible threat for the Milwaukee Bucks? And also, where do you see the Milwaukee Bucks finishing this year in the Eastern Conference? So we kind of touched about the Washington Wizards. There's, we, we still got to dive into the rest of that later on because there's a lot of pieces that they brought back that I think can really help those two out. But a team that kind of surprised me when we were talking to Kane, he mentioned the Philadelphia 76ers as a team that he was going to keep an eye on because he thought they had a really good offseason and all that. Yeah, it's a great point. I think they're definitely a sleeper team. That Adding Danny Green in exchange for Al Horford, I don't know if they could have gotten a better deal. Um, Danny Green is... It was Danny Green, right? I'm 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 fairly yeah. certain in that. Thank yep. you. Yeah, Danny I'm, 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 I just second guessed um... myself for a moment there, but the, but that that shooting benefit that they're going to get from him is is definitely needed because they have not had a shooter since JJ Redick, to be quite honest with you, on that roster, and they they needed him. They dearly uh, missed JJ Redick last year, definitely. And to to add that element to two guys who, frankly, the stars on that team who are not great shooters, like Ben Simmons, um, who has made, what, two three-pointers his entire career. And Joel Embiid is certainly getting better from behind the arc, but he, too, is not uh, the most prolific three-point shooter. It, it, it's it's huge. That addition is huge. Yeah, and I mean, you know how I feel about Ben Simmons. I've mentioned it on the podcast a bunch of times. I, that, that really surprised me when Kane said that because I'm kind of writing off the 76ers almost at one point. I, I agree they had a good offseason, but I just don't buy into the Embiid and Simmons combo. I don't think that's going to work. I think after the season, they're probably going to have to move on from one of them. And I don't think it's going to be, you know, kind of like the Clippers last year where they finished so badly that they got to just blow it up and get rid of everybody. But I think they'll get into the playoffs. I think they'll make a playoff run, but I just don't see them as a legit contender, I guess I should say. Yeah, I, I don't know if we should be thinking about them being a top four team or like a top six team in the East, to be honest with you. I think I'm just can, talking about a team that can like cause chaos in the playoffs. I and I don't know if the 76ers are there either. No, I don't, I I don't think so either. Um, but one team that I do think that people have to keep an eye out for is the Toronto Raptors. And I know uh, they they don't have a superstar on that team. Pascal Siakam is probably what they have closest to it. Kyle Kyle Lowry is there as well. He's aging. Um, it's, but they just re-signed Fred Van Vliet, which was huge. He's been huge for them in the playoffs over the last couple of years. That's another name that the Bucks are definitely going to have to look out for. Um, but I think the team we can both agree to, we should be worried about the most is probably the Brooklyn Nets and or the Boston Celtics. Huh? I was going to go with a different one. Who are you, you didn't even say mention. the Miami Heat? Yeah, I, I <laughs> That's still, another one. I yeah. still fear Miami just as much as I did last year. Um, but. Um, going back to who were we just talking about? <laughs> uh, the Raptors. Yeah. So they also did lose Marcus Saul to the Los Angeles Lakers. So that's kind of an interesting um, departure from their team. I'm kind of curious how that plays out, but I do agree. Like, look, Nick Nurse is still going to be a force in that with that team, and 
Pascal Siakam and Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet, I don't see them, you know, dipping off from how they were performing last year. So I agree. They're just such a savvy team, and I love how they all play together and the way their system works and all that. So I agree. I think Toronto, look, they're still going to be there at the end of the day. They're still going to be a pest on our side. But um, as we were just talking about, so you think the Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets are more of a, a threat? I would say so. Another year of development for the Celtics scares me. Uh, just with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum went off last year, especially yeah. towards the end of the season. I think that his development, if it continues, he's going to be one of the best players, not only in the East, but in the NBA. Um, and they they just have so much talent there. And going forward, that that's something that does scare me, especially uh, with Danny Ainge there and all of the crazy moves that he considers every single year where he can bring in a superstar like that and you don't even realize it happened and right. suddenly they're automatically the number one team in the East again. Now they might have to give up a guy like Tatum or their starting point guard Kemba Walker to get there, but I don't they, know. they definitely could do it. That that They're like one piece away. That's what scares me is that yeah. Ainge is so aggressive. They have so many assets and they're one piece away. So that's that's where that concern that's comes from. That's what I was going to say but, with the Celtics because – they, right, they're one piece away because they lost one piece that really kind of threw me off for a loop, I guess. Because Gordon Hayward turned down thirty-five million. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I don't, I, I, I think that it was like because I thought it was, it was a divorce waiting to happen. <laughs> I thought I thought it was always going to work out. Gordon Hayward, even despite coming back from the injury and maybe having a bad year last year, he was playing with his college coach. Like I thought, like it made sense bringing in Gordon Hayward at the time, and I thought it was going to pay off for both sides. It just Really threw me off when I like I get Boston's a tough city to play in, but man, I was I don't I think something might be up with Boston. I'll put yeah, it, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But let's let's talk about the Heat, Sam. You yeah. you you don't think that last year was a fluke? I know some oh, some no. some NBA execs. It's been reported have thought that the Heat didn't deserve to be in the finals. That it was a fluke. You're not you're not there. No, I mean I was. I mean, a I was confident that the Miami Heat were going to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in that second round, and unfor- you were unfortunately I was right, but. Um, I think Bam Adebayo is the perfect counter to Giannis Antetokounmpo when you're talking about, really, I could probably count on my hand the amount of players that could guard Giannis and do a good enough job one-on-one. And I think Bam Adebayo has shown that every time he's matched up with Giannis. So I think that's always going to be a problem whenever you have the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference. And then on top of that, look, they brought back Gordon Dragic, huge part of that team, and really unfortunate that he couldn't play in the NBA Finals with the plantar fasciitis and all that that he had in his foot. Jimmy Butler, I don't think it was his fault um, what happened in Minnesota and Philadelphia. I just think that, look, the guy wants to win, and when you're playing with uh, you know a squad like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and then you got to deal with a young core like Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, I, I get why he's so intense and all that. He just wants to win. So I think this is the perfect fit for him. And when he makes all that up, and they bring back almost everybody in their roster. They got Eric Spolstra. I mean, how can you not be afraid of them? They're almost gonna it's the same team to yeah, an extent. It it definitely is. Tyler Hero's got more experience now coming in. They can now have a full off season with those two rookies to just build upon those shooters and all that and increase whatever they want to do on offense. So there's there's a lot to I guess consider with Miami Heat. Yeah, and 
honestly, it, it seems that, I mean, if Giannis leaves, the Bucks are going to be making their final push, just like we're making our final push here for the fans, 14th annual toy drive. Guys, today's the last day. We have just hours remaining for you to help a children in need in a hospital in Wisconsin, both at the end of this year and in the holiday season and beyond into 2021. We need your help. Please go on to 1250amthefan.com. Go to the toy drive link and donate whatever you can. We're not asking for ridiculous amounts of money. We're asking for just a toy, a couple toys, just a couple of dollars that you maybe have in, I don't know, a jar on the side of your table. Just think of using that money to help a put a smile on a kid's face in a time where they're really not wanting to smile because they're in the hospital. And it's a really tough time. It's a tough time for all of us, but it's going to be even more difficult for a kid who's dealing with just awful things in a hospital this anytime, anytime. That's just a horrible thing to think about. So please think about putting a smile on a kid's face like that, giving them a toy, helping them out and changing maybe the narrative of what happens to them going forward by putting a smile on their face. Think of the impact that that could have and think of just the joy that you can spread this holiday season and beyond. Uh, brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. It's benefiting Children's Wisconsin. Virtual online. Like I said, follow the link. Please, please donate. We need your help. We'll be back next here with the producers on 1250 AM The Fan. You're listening to Toy Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin. Presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250amthefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to your hosts of this hour, Evan Heffelfinger, Dan Plucker, and Sam Schmitz on The Fan. That is right. The producers are taking over as of now as our 24-hour coverage of Toy Drive Live continues here on The Fan. Once again, it is the last day for the fans' 14th annual toy drive benefiting Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. It's virtual this year, and it's presented by Blaine's Farm and Fleet. It's simple, you guys. Go to 1250amthefan.com and click on the toy drive link. It's right there with the picture of the teddy bear. First story you guys will see on our website. All you got to do is click on that and click on the donation page as well. Before we go on to more Bucks coverage here and talk about the rest of the Eastern Conference, once again, my name is Sam Schmitz. You can find me on Twitter at Sam double underscore Schmitz. Dan Plucker at Dan Plucker is a few words. Yeah, so I just wanted to touch on a little bit uh, what Children's Wisconsin and uh, donating toys to kids in need means to me. Because while I didn't grow up in Wisconsin, I grew up in the California area, um, in San Diego specifically. Uh, there's a very similar organization that works out there. And uh, my brother has a slew of health issues and he's been in and out of the hospital several times, especially as a young child. And I just remember, um, as he's older than me, so I was even younger than him, um, him returning home from different appointments at the hospital, different stints that he had to spend there for extended amounts of time with, uh, certain toys and certain, um, things, football cards, even I remember baseball cards, that sort of thing too. Uh, and I just remembered the joy that was on his face coming home, not only feeling better, but also with a toy in his hands, with football cards or whatever it be, a, a teddy bear or an action figure or whatever it be in his hands and him showing it off to me and my sister and uh, just how much joy 
that really put on his face. And that's the same joy that you can put on a child's face today. If you would please just go to our website, 1250amthefan.com, like Sam was saying. It, it, it takes just a few minutes. And I know some of you may just be waking up in the morning and realizing you have a long day ahead and it's it's a tough time. We're living in a, a strange, difficult world right now, but it's even more difficult for those kids that are going through these these situations. I can tell you firsthand. And some of them, uh, all of them, I know, will would love to have a toy and it could change the course of what they're going through and really alter their perspective going forward. And and it's it's crazy to think of that as most of us being full-fledged adults, but something like that could alter what is happening to them. And and you can do that today. 1250amthefan.com. Go to our toy drive link. It's a picture with a teddy bear. Like Sam said, we're not asking for everything. We, we just need a couple of dollars, a couple of right. toys here on 1250am, the fan, to help Children's Wisconsin going forward and to put a smile on a kid's face. Sam, I'll, I'll yield back to you here. Let's talk a little bit, Bucks. No, I agree, man. The thing I'm happy about is, A, we get to provide live coverage for uh, all those listening, local coverage of the Packers and Bucks here. But on top of that, not only is it our first shot, but it's for a great cause. Exactly. And, you know, as tough as 2020 has been, this toy drive really, like, restores my faith in humanity to an extent because it's insane. Every year we seem to top ourselves, and it's, part, it's because of you guys, really, with your donations that we continue to just – continue to do better and better with these toy drives every year. Exactly. It's quite, it's quite and, amazing. And you're going to continue to hear testimonies all day. We have it lined up on the Bart Winkler show. Uh, Bill Michaels as well will have several guests on. And the I know the big show as well. well. We'll be giving you testimonials and firsthand situations of people that have been directly impacted by your donations and your help through this great cause at with the fan that we have here in the toy drive. Please like I said, if you can, go to 1250amthefan.com, follow that link, and scroll down to donate here. It takes just a couple minutes for you to potentially change the life of a young kid today in Wisconsin. So when we last left off, we're continuing to react to what we were discussing with Kane Pittman uh, this last hour. And once again, if you missed that conversation, you can use the Rewind feature on the Radio.com app to go listen to that. Really thankful to Kane Pittman for his time. Joining us all the way from Australia to talk a little bit of Bucks. Says we haven't really been able to talk about him about Bucks for a long time since all this happened with the Drew Holiday and Bogdan Bogdanovich news. But now, so we kind of touched upon the Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, Toronto Raptors in the last segment. So now comes the team that everybody's talking about, it seems, this past season. And once again, 414-799-1250 is the phone number if you guys want to join the conversation. Who are the top teams in the East that you are keeping an eye on this upcoming season? As well as where do you see the Bucks finishing in the Eastern Conference, if you even talk about that? How do you like these new moves? Once again, 414-799-1250 or tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Man, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, that's the one team. What's going to happen with that, them this year? That's the one team that has the star power, I think, and the bench depth to go toe for toe with Milwaukee in the East. Like and and I mean in the regular season. We already talked yeah. about the Heat and the potential and, and the Celtics as well with the potential playoff issues that they could cause a team like the Bucks. But I mean, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on top of guys like Spencer Dinwiddie and um Karis Levert, and they have DeAndre Jordan there, who so many people forget about because I mean he's been with the Nets the last couple of years and they've not been a great team, but now they they're primed 
for an excellent season, and I and it's no secret. Like they're not trying to hide that from you. The Nets are a solid football team or basketball team, not football team, and they they have an opportunity to potentially dethrone the Bucks as the number one seed. I think if there's one team that yeah. can, it's probably Brooklyn. It's so weird because I always I keep a keen eye on people at the station to hear what they say about the Nets because it's some people say oh well, it's not going to work but we'll see what happens with Steve Nash and some people say well it's not going to work with Steve Nash but the players are so good that they'll be able to stay in contention I don't know I've I've always said this I think Kevin Durant coming off that Achilles injury which was just horrific in the finals a couple years ago look Kevin Durant even if he can't have the explosiveness that he has in his you know, crossovers and how he dribbles the ball and all that. Even if he can't explode off the dribble, he's still, in my opinion, a top eight player, if not top five, if not top three player in the NBA, just on how good that jumper is. Like Kevin Durant can just shoot threes and he'll be just as good as anybody else in the NBA. So when you think about that and then all that, you know, talent and depth that you just mentioned, Karis LeVert, all those other guys on top of Kyrie Irving, look, even if Steve Nash isn't a great coach, I still think, Kevin Durant's been here, done that for X amount of years in his in his career. I think they'll figure it out either way. Right. Even if it goes sideways, I still think they're a top four team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and quite honestly, they have so many assets there that they could go out. I mean, they were in the conversation with the uh, James Harden trade conversation when when that first kind of broke. It was potentially him going to the Nets. And if there is a superstar that's going to be moved at some point, the Nets are going to be interested. Whether it be if if the whole KD Kyrie thing does not work out because they're two pretty big personalities, even though they're they're friends. They 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 apparently have been pretty good friends throughout the years. But if for whatever reason this thing goes south, they they have the pieces where they can retool rather quickly, which and even add to the team, which is Scary because I don't think the Bucks are in that, that same position. They they they're pretty much dead set with the guys that they have now. They can add maybe a couple pieces here and there at the deadline, but they they don't have the means to go out there and get another stud superstar like the Nets and Celtics and other teams potentially could. That what we see right now from the Milwaukee Bucks with Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and whoever's the two, Dante, Brian Forbes, whoever it is. This is it. Like, like right. the the Bucks have pretty much made all of their moves at this point. Maybe they add a bench depth guy going forward, but financially could... speaking, it's it'll be very difficult for them to make a major move unless it means selling out one of those dudes that I just mentioned. Right. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Once again, four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to join into the conversation, which teams are you keeping an eye on the Eastern Conference going into this NBA season, as well as where you're projecting the Bucks to finish in the Eastern Conference as well. You kind of touched upon it. Now we kind of got to dive into it. So we haven't really talked about the acquisition of Drew Holiday and what happened with the Bogdan Bogdanovich fallout and as well as the other pieces, DJ Augustine, Forbes, Tory Craig that they brought in. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis <laughs> even. I, I'm about, I mean, look, you can say what you want about Bobby Portis and his situation with uh, the Chicago Bulls and what happened with Miritich. Been a fan of him since he came out of college. Yeah, I, I like him too. We need we quite honestly we need an energy guy like we need that. an enforcer, and we and that's lost, exactly what he is. We lost Robin Lopez, who was kind of a little goofier version of it. But hey, we'll see what happens with Bobby Portis. So I'll ask you first. I mean, how do you do you like these moves? And kind of based on what we talked about with Kane, what are you expecting from the Bucks this yeah, season? Yeah, for the most part, I, I'm pleased with what they've done. Uh, obviously, 
the caveat there is losing losing Bogdan Bogdanovich. I th- think yeah. we can all agree the Bucks would have been a better team with him on the roster and maybe some of these guys not that are on the bench. But I love Drew Holiday. I, I think he is a fantastic basketball player. He's one of, if not the most elite guard defender in the league. He can defend the perimeter like nobody's business, and he shuts down some of the best players in the league defensively. And so adding that, um, which is kind of similar to Eric Bledsoe, because Bledsoe was good defensively. He was a great player defensively, but I don't think he's at Drew Holiday's level. But Drew Holiday's a much better offensive performer than Eric Bledsoe is. And quite frankly, last year there were several times where it looked like uh, George Hill leading in the offense did better, did a better job than Eric Bledsoe. And when you're paying that kind of money to Bledsoe to be the starter and he's underperforming not only in the playoffs, but even throughout times during the regular season, bringing in a guy like Drew is going to change all of that, I think. And he has the potential to become a super uh, uh, all-star player here in Milwaukee. And another all-star playing alongside Giannis is never going to be a bad thing. Number 21 with the Bucks. How do you feel about the jersey number? Nah, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't think it but makes I'll, that big of a difference. I'll, I'll leave it with this. I, I'd like to travel to a different dimension or alternate timeline where the, Bogdan, the Bogdanovich deal never even crossed Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, never even was mentioned that the Bucks were associated with Bogdan Bogdanovich. Sure. Because if I looked at this offseason for the Milwaukee Bucks, if that move was never even mentioned or thought about, and you're telling me we upgraded from Eric Bledsoe to Drew Holiday, and then on top of that, you bring in DJ Augustine and all these other guys on the bench. I would have been happy yeah. if, I, if I were a Bucks fan no, coming off of what I saw in the bubble. I'm very happy with what we've seen. And, I, yeah. and after the Bogdan, Bogdanovich deal, so I know we're not supposed Look, to be talking about that, but we, we were super concerned. You, me, and Evan were all texting about it. Like, what the heck are we going to do with our bench? Because yeah. we have no money left. And there are so many we have that you just two guys in. on the bench right now, and neither of them are players with Thanasis Antetokounmpo and one other guy whose name is escaping me right now, who the Kings sent to the Bucks in the deal. Dante with, or DJ? No, it was it was who the Kings sent to the Bucks Ursan. alongside Bogdan. No, the Kings sent him to Milwaukee. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I, I don't it remember d- the dude's name. It doesn't matter because be he wasn't going to be playing. <laughs> right. Uh, but the, the Bucks bench, I, I think it's – at least on par with what they had last year. I I love DJ Augustine. Obviously, he showed the threat he could be uh, in the Magic series last year, which is the team he was with last year. I believe he had 36 points in one of those games. Um, And Bobby Portis, I like bringing in an enforcer. I think that helps Giannis and uh, somebody who can kind of step in the way so Giannis doesn't do silly things like headbutt Mo Wagner. Um, (laughs) And then... You have Brian Forbes. I think Jordan Noara as a shooter, he's a the guy they drafted. Yeah, we didn't even if, talk if, about the draft. If he picks. can touch, if he can find time on the floor and show out a little bit, do some, have some nice shooting performances, um, he could see some time on this basketball court. So we'll see. So that's going to about wrap it up for our coverage of the NBA and previewing this upcoming season and all that. Coming up next, we're going to kind of dive into Sunday's upcoming matchup in the NFL between the Packers and Eagles. As once again, it is Dan Plucker and Sam Schmitz on the fan as we continue our Toy Drive Live 24-hour coverage here on the fan for the 14th annual Toy Drive of Children's Wisconsin benefiting Annex Wealth Management. Once again, Sam Schmitz and Dan Plucker on the fan. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Toy Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250amthefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to your hosts of this hour, Evan Heffelfinger, Dan Plucker, and Sam Schmitz on The Fan. 
Yeah, good morning, everybody. We're coming at you. It's 4.36 a.m. as we speak right now. Welcome into the Early Birds. I'm Dan Plucker, the executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show. You hear my voice sometimes breaking news from 2 to 6 p.m. I'm the guy that's waving in airplanes, as Sparky likes to say, on the other side of the glass when news hits. Next to me is Samuel Schmitz. He is uh, the Swiss Army Knife man of the station, fills in literally on every show. He can do anything. It's insane how much work he puts in and how much knowledge he has of the business and of each and every single Aww, one of our thanks, shows. Man. He does an excellent job. Guys, we're here coming at you this early in the morning uh, because... Of a very special thing that the fan is doing right now, and that is the toy drive that we've done. Now, this is the 14th straight year that we've done it. And every single year, it keeps getting bigger and better. This year, it's it's a little different. It's, it's only online, and we understand that's different. Usually, we're out at Blaine's Farm and Fleet, and we have that big, warm a unit that's right outside the building. And you can walk right up and drop off. Uh, toys or cash donations or however you want to do it. But this year it's a little bit different because we are only in studio because of the pandemic and we can't really much do outside of that. So we need your help more than ever. We need your help. You guys have already been doing so much, helping out so much over the last several years. And we need it even more now this year. Go to 1250amthefan.com. Hit the toy drive link. It's the very first one with the picture of the teddy bear. Scroll down to donate here. You can donate. You can donate almost like a registry, like a wedding registry, pick the toy that you want. If you, if that's like, is the biggest thing for you. You can still do that online. We have several toy options available that you can pick from there. You can also give a cash donation if that's what you choose to do as well. No matter what you can donate, we will appreciate. And we have for the last 14 years, it's brought to you. It's of course, benefiting children's Wisconsin and all of the hospitals here in Wisconsin and several kids that need a smile this holiday season and beyond that going into 2021 as well. We're pretty much the only toy provider for children's Wisconsin in terms of this amount of donation every single year. And it goes year in and year out. And we need your help. Like I said, continuing um, it's brought to you by annex wealth management, uh, virtual Blaine's farm and fleet go to the fan.com 1250 am the fan.com. Now donate today. If you're on Twitter, Go on to our Twitter page. It's on every single one of our tweets over the last couple of hours. Hit the donate link and just go there. It's it's quick. It's easy. I know it's morning time. You're getting ready for work. It just takes a few minutes and you can change the course of a child's life now. It, it's that simple. Uh, now let's go to uh, the Packers and Eagles. They're coming up on Sunday, Sam. And it's a little bit crazy to think about uh, that we're three quarters of the way through the NFL season and sad, quite frankly. Um, but still the Eagles somehow at what four, nine and one, three, nine and one is what their record is. They're still in contention for the NFC East, which is just an abysmal division. Nonetheless, uh, it's, it's going to be a competition for the Packers. I, I think some people are kind of underrating what the Eagles could bring to the table and the f grittiness that they're going to need going oh, forward. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, Packers fans still probably have a bitter taste from last year's the game. The loss last year, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so let's preview that game a little bit, Sam. Uh, what are you most concerned about, I guess, going into this game? Well, man, this is kind of what we've been talking about. Like, What I'm most concerned about is every time we seem to overlook an opponent this year, it comes back to bite us outside of the Atlanta Falcons. But we were talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, everybody. 
saying, roll out the helmet. It's going to be a blowout, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it made sense, right? And then Indianapolis Colts, I think people took them a lot more for granted than what they really are. That Nobody really bought into that defense and all that. And I don't know. Every time we seem to buy into a blowout, it comes back to bite us. So, and like I said, last year's game against the Philadelphia Eagles, too. I don't know if it was on Thursday night or Monday night football. I think it was on Thursday night football. can't remember. That was at the game, It was too. a Thursday night football game, yeah. It's crazy. I was at the game. I can't remember. But, I mean, you had so many things happen in that game. Devontae Adams left with turf toe halfway through the game. He was on pace to probably have for like a 250, 280-yard game. So, but now we, now you have Darius Slay, who you've, you're very familiar with. Right. On the other side, but who just got burnt by DK Metcalf. Uh, on Monday Night Football against the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, having to week. respond against Devontae Adams is definitely not going to be an You're easy You're not really thing. getting a break is what definitely we're trying not. to say. So there's that. But 414-799-1250, if you guys do want to chime in, what are you kind of looking forward to for Packers-Eagles? What are you concerned about? What are you uh, keeping an eye on as we head into Sunday's matchup? But, yeah, I mean, just overall, I mean, I wouldn't take the Eagles for granted. Um, they have – Nothing to lose and everything to win. Quite simply, they have to make Carson Wentz and Doug Peter. I think, they, look, everybody wants Jalen Hurts to, for some reason, make his debut at the Philadelphia Eagles. But what I don't think people realize is, like, the Eagles need Peterson and Carson Wentz to work. Otherwise, it's full rebuild for them. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. The good thing for the Eagles as well is it looks like they're going to be getting their tight end back. Zach Ertz scheduled to come off <coughs> Excuse me, of the IR and uh, return to the roster this week, and that's going to be a difference maker because Carson Wentz loves yeah. throwing to his tight ends, and he's got three pretty good ones uh, with Ertz. Richard Rodgers is in there as well, and then Dallas Goddard, the former Packer Richard Rodgers. I know that's going to Hail Mary King <laughs> strike some Did you, uh, did you watch the end of that game? Which on Monday one? Night Football? Yeah, I did. Oh, I was like, why am I still watching this game? It's such a blow. <laughs> like, there's no purpose. And then sure enough, that happens. I was like, all right, it was worth it. But yeah, no, definitely. And uh, the last three weeks, though, this is interesting. Uh, the Eagles have finished with 17 points in the last three weeks. Yeah. And that's not a great number to finish at, but they've also held opponents under opponents under a 30 in, as well in those three games. That was against uh, three straight losses to the Giants, who are a bad football team, but now leading the NFC East. And then the Browns and the Seahawks. So I, I don't really know where they're going here. Again, this is such a weird conference to be looking at. They're 3-7-1, only a half game behind both the Washington football team and the Giants tied for first place. Like I said, I think it's going to be a scrappy battle. The Eagles defense, yeah, it's still good. It's still good. Like The defensive line is still relatively intact compared to uh, what the... Super Bowl team was. It's it's a lot of the same defensive yeah. line. I mean, Brandon Graham's still, yeah. still there. Fletcher Cox. Yep. Like, Fletcher Cox is an animal, too. And if they're without Corey Lindsley in the middle there, that's going to be very interesting because he, he went down last week, and if he doesn't start at the center position and Fletcher Cox is lining up against whoever the backup center is going to be, yeah. that's going to be an interesting matchup. Definitely one to watch. I uh, just want to remind you guys, coming about – Coming up in about 17 minutes here, uh, we're going to return to our regular programming here on the fan. Still going to be Toy Drive Live, but Horvat, Ryan Horvat will be joining us on the pregame show, uh, the Bart Winkler pregame show. That's in about 17 minutes here. Sam and I, at least from what I think, we're going to be sticking around, talking with him for a little bit, um, recapping everything we've gone through so far with the Toy Drive and the upcoming day as well, because we've got a lot of good stuff coming for you Uh 
David Stearns on the Big Show, president of baseball operations for the Brewers at 5 o'clock. Leroy Butler from the Big Show joining Bill Michaels in the midday. And Bart, I'm sure, will have several special guests uh, tendered specifically for the toy drive. I know he has plenty of really good names coming up on his show as well. So you're not going to want to miss a moment of what we have going on here. Again, it's a toy drive benefiting children's Wisconsin presented by annex wealth management. Today's the last day guys. There's no more time to waste. If, if you're thinking about doing this, if you've been considering doing this while we've been promoting it for the last couple of weeks, you don't like, this is it. We, we need your help. Now go to 1250 am, the hit the link with the teddy bear and scroll down to donate here. Just a couple of dollars, whatever you're able to donate. We're not asking for absurd amounts of money from you. I mean, if you can donate that, great. We will surely be appreciative of it. But just give what you can, please. Even if it's just a couple of toys, a couple of bucks here and there. Think of the smile that you could put on a child's face today who's maybe having a tough time while being in the hospital at Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. So please uh Go ahead and donate. Follow that link there. We would really appreciate it. Uh, We'll continue here. It's Sam Schmitz and Dan Plucker here on The Fan. Coming up next, we'll continue our preview of the Packers-Eagles and continue to to tell you more about the great experiences that we've had with the toy drive over our years here at the station. It's the producers here on 1250 AM, The Fan. You're listening to Toy Drive Live as we broadcast for 24 straight hours and make one final push for the 14th annual Fan Toy Drive for Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go to 1250amthefan.com now and click on the Toy Drive link to donate money or toys from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Back to your hosts of this hour, Evan Heffelfinger, Dan Plucker, and Sam Schmitz on The Fan. That's the final segment of the producer takeover here on 1250 AM. The fan for the fans toy drive, just Sam Schmitz and myself, Dan Plucker rolling with you here for the last 10 minutes or so guys. I just wanted to take a moment uh, to thank all of our incredible sponsors here for this toy drive. Again, you can go to 1250 am, You can hit the link with the picture of the teddy bear. It's the very first article you'll see up on there. Scroll down to donate, donate cash, donate toys, whatever you can. We need your help. Please, please consider uh, helping change a child's life today. Uh, it benefits Children's Wisconsin. It's going to be kids in the hospital that will be receiving your toys, and it will be such a blessing for them going forward if they can put a smile on their face in a difficult time. Now, the sponsors I want to thank, Skipper Buds, Brothers Consolidating Heating and Air, Beauforting Beer, Bayview Shade and Blind, Lincoln Contractors Supply, The Joint Chiropractic, Massage Envy, Wisconsin Indoor Golf Center, Jim Dandies, Hupie and Abraham, Union House, Current Electric, Great Midwest Bank, and of course, our presenting sponsor, Annex Wealth Management and Direct Drive Logistics, Blaine's Farm and Fleet, providing all of the toys. Thank you so much to each and every single one of you. Um, and your wonderful companies for helping us out. Uh, You'll continue to hear more from them throughout our regular scheduled programming today, starting at 7 a.m., with all the way through the rest of the show. Coming up in about 10 minutes here, Ryan Horvath's going to be joining us for the Bart Winkler pregame show. And then, of course, Bart's show starts from 6 to 10 a.m. After that, we'll have Bill Michaels and the big show from 2 to 6 p.m. A couple guests to keep your eye out for. 5 o'clock, David Stearns, president of baseball operations, will be joining the Wendy's Big Show. And get your fantasy football fix as we have Kate Majuke joining the Bill Michaels Show. She 
I'm trying to pull up the email. Let's get it. Here we go. And there it is. Uh, no, that's still not the right one. Hold on. There we go. Nope, still not the right one. Goodness, I'm sorry. I'm fumbling this away. You got it up over there, Sam? What are you looking for? Uh, the, to- or the Bill Michaels show. Let's see. Is that the one? Why? Where is this thing? Yeah, Ryan Wood at 11.05 today, Green Bay Press-Gazette. There it is. All right. Yeah, Kate Majuk from BallBlastFootball.com. She'll take your calls at 12.35 on the Bill Michaels Show. Kevin Payne from RotorWire on the Bart Winkler Show at 8.35. And, again, just a lot of people giving their testimonies throughout the day, whether it be people from Children's Wisconsin, people from our sponsors who have directly impacted this toy drive, and patients. You'll, you'll hear from certain patients who have been directly impacted from the toys that you help us donate every single year. This is the 14th year that we've been doing this. Sam, uh, let's finish up our preview of Eagles and Packers yes. on Sunday. And let's maybe focus a little bit more on the offensive side of the ball for the Eagles. Um, Carson Wentz is not having a, a very good season. A couple of years ago, he was having an MVP caliber year. Now it's not quite on that same caliber. Why do you think that is? I talked about this with Ryan about a week ago when I filled in on the Bart Winkler show. Uh, We were talking about just going through the NFC East and all that. Man, I've been kind of a Carson Wentz truther in the past couple years, not necessarily uh, last year, but when he first came out and through the ACL injury and all that, I wanted to be a believer in Carson Wentz. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. I'm fully convinced that above the shoulder pads, there's something going on in his head. I don't know if it's the pressure of Jalen Hurts being drafted and all that. It really shouldn't be. But there's I, I don't know what it is. There's something up with Carson Wentz that's just hindering him. I don't know if you watch Monday Night Football, but that interception that he threw on the like 20-yard line, the final quarter, it was intended for Dallas Goddard. It's supposed to be like, an in, like mm-hmm. a 10-yard in curl. He just misses him in the outside shoulder. It's almost like inexcusable. It's got me feeling good about this week for the Packers, but at the same time, like he needs to turn around, and I can see this being a game where all of a sudden Carson Wentz just somehow turns it around and like doesn't have a, a you know a great game and all that, but good enough to somehow keep his job, I guess, for another week. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of him still coming off of that injury and trying to trying to get back into the swing of things. Like he's really struggled right. throughout different weeks this season and he's made some boneheaded decisions. Like I remember against the Browns last week, he like lobbed up a ball. I believe it was also to Dallas Goddard and it should have been like a fireball right out of his arm, but it was some little lobbed pass that I believe was then picked off and returned for several yards and set up the Browns for one of their touchdown scores. He's been part of the problem for the Eagles. He has not been part of the solution, which is what they needed him to do being the former number two overall pick that he is. But for the Packers defense, it's it's going to be about putting pressure on this dude. Uh, like it's we were talking about a week in and week out. Preston Smith had a great game against the Bears. He had that touchdown, a sack. He needs to have a repeat of performance if the Packers want to right. win against this team because the Eagles' offensive line has struggled all year. Well, and Carson Wentz, most sacked quarterback in the NFL exactly, this year, yeah. exactly, which is certainly a part of it. So they need Preston Smith. They need Rashawn Gary. They need Zadarius Smith to be difference makers on the field and to get all of this stuff figured out. No, I agree. And so we kind of talked about the Eagles offense and all that. But going back to the defense, something that really stood out to me on Monday night uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. And then there's about three fourth and two shots that they had, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, that, man, Philadelphia's front line and their linebacking core, 
that's something to keep an eye on on Sunday. It's got to be kind of not shaking in my boots, but something that I got to you know certainly keep an eye on because we talked about Darius Slay and all that, but I could see somebody that we've never heard of almost like TJ Edwards, former Wisconsin right. Badgers, on that team. He had a couple of really good plays on Monday night, but who knows? I feel like just feel like somebody's gonna step up in this Eagles team, one way or another. Right. Uh, now we're asking you guys to step up. Again, this is our last chance to promote it. It's the fans' 14th annual toy drive benefiting Children's Wisconsin, presented by Annex Wealth Management. Go online, 1250amthefan.com now. Go now. Go now. I know you're just waking up in the morning. You're, you're trying to get ready for your day. It'll take you just a couple of minutes. Go on, donate a toy, donate a cash donation. We'll take whatever you can give. We know it's a crazy year. But one last time, we really would appreciate if you guys could go out and do it today. Speaking for myself and Sam Schmitz, we'll be making a donation later today. We would please ask you to do the same. Guys, coming up next, we'll have the Bart Winkler pregame show with Ryan Horvath. Sam and I will be sticking around for a couple more minutes. And then after that, it'll be a regular scheduled programming. But today, again, like I said, it's the last day. There's no more time. It's the last day that you can donate to our toy drive for the 14th straight year that it's been happening. Guys, we really wanted to thank Kane Pittman, uh, Locked On Bucks, ESPN Australia. He joined us. You can follow him at Kane Pittman. Use the rewind feature on the radio.com app to get back for that. For Sam Schmitz, I'm Dan Plucker. Thanks for sticking around with us this morning. We're looking forward to more opportunities going forward. And just have a great day, Milwaukee, and continue to think of others and getting children happy going forward. Thanks for the time.